man, I've told you this before. Like I have, how do I say this? I, I'm going to say what I'm thinking because I think I know where you're going. Cause I know you won't hate, you, you won't take it seriously. Praying's not my favorite sometimes, which is not, 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 not exactly what I mean. I just, it's maybe not the thing that it's not how I connect with God necessarily. I've told you before, I'm like a more, I'm a singer, you mm-hmm. know, music really connects me. Anywho, when I, when I was, uh, when I was a young lad, you ever see it hurt your little kids say that? Like when I was little and you're like, you are little. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Our seven year, almost seven year old says that all the time. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, and I say, Oh really? When you were a kid. But uh, when I was a young lad, we lived down in South Texas, down in Brownsville, which is right on the border. And uh, at our congregation, there was a Spanish-speaking congregation. And, and so they would meet like an hour before us or uh, on, on Sunday nights. But then a lot of times, there, there were plenty of folks that went to both. And so um, as my dad was learning Spanish, we would go to the Spanish-speaking converse- congregation uh, before the English, English service. Mm-hmm. And they had one uh, older gentleman there. And, um, I remember he was blind that, that doesn't really matter. That's just something that was maybe unique about him. And, uh, he would pray for 15 minutes straight. And it might, you know, it might be significant that he was blind because I swear it was like 15 minutes on the dot dot. Like they would give him the closing prayer Mm -hmm. and I'd almost be like, why, why would you do this to yourself? (laughs) And he would pray for 15 minutes straight. So imagine somebody who already, you know, Maybe ha- gets has trouble with prayer and focusing and stuff, and then listening to it for fifteen minutes in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the one hand, I want to say that that may may have been traumatic for you, but should I say that prayer was traumatic for you? I know that's what I'm saying. I feel really bad for everything I just said. Well, doesn't uh, Lord help me? Please forgive me for the things I just said and be at them pygmies down in New Guinea. Yikes. Oh, man. That's Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) All right. So this is episode 3723 if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And other platforms like Byron. Like Byron. Byron. I, I'm saying like Byron. There are other platforms such as. Oh. Uh, I'm like passing the conversational baton on to you. Podbean. Podbean. Uh, Google. Google. Not Google. Sorry. What is it? Am- Amazon Music. Kindle. Or good grief. Audible. Audible. That's the one I was trying Audible. to think of. Yeah. Those are the only, the only ones we're on currently. Maybe more in the future. Who knows? As we continue to expand, I would say the sky's the limit, but there really are so many, you know. You missed 1A, Justin. Oh. It's been a while. You're going to fix this in post, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is Deutero Cannons. My name is Justin, and with me always is Byron. Party on, Byron. Party on, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I skipped straight to Roman numeral one, capital letter B, regarding the episode I think it's because I, I just skipped over it because I'm off the clock and I'm not proofreading mm. because you left an apostrophe out of the uh, possessive there. The world belongs to Wayne. Mm, my bad. It's okay. Don't try and put this back on me. 
you know how it goes. Where are we at now? Now we're all off top. We're all off. Okay, so we're on those platforms. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Mostly tell a friend. That would be great. I don't know how, how we doing on listens, Byron. Strong. Uh, not this week, no. Not this week. No, in the in uh, preceding episodes, we had that big gap there. I think there's gonna it's gonna take a while to regain some initiative. I think, but uh, you know, previous episodes we were doing pretty good we're in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. This week, thousand eight. No, not thousand. 20. Not thousand. Oh, I thought we were in the thousands. No. no, your mom and dad need to tell a few more friends. They're not the only people who listen. Okay, your mom, your dad, and your brother. They're they're just two of the people whom we know. Who who always whose listen. phone automatically downs our podcast when well, so does mine. <laughs> I mean, I gotta. I mean, we don't get to proofread this exactly. I guess you do because you know you fix so many things in post, but I don't have that opportunity, so I have to listen to the mistakes after publishing. Mm. You hear mistakes after publishing? I didn't say that. Okay, you'll fix that too. <laughs> Sometimes I leave the mistakes in because you know it keeps it real. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my sixth graders say when they turn in an essay. Sometimes keeping it real goes wrong. I've heard. Dave Chappelle says so. Does he? That he must be we're probably heard. not going to get that, a, uh, that might like be a I heard that. endorsement from him. No, probably not. No. So this is Money Part 5. For a long time, I teased, as Byron has so many times eloquently put it, teased Parts 2 without delivering. And when I finally delivered on a Part 2... It was summarily followed by part three and part four, and now we have come to part five. Byron, what was part one? You thought of it. Money. Oh, sorry. It's dun, 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 dun. Money. And part two was Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon. Where we talked about the historical development of the symbolic concept of Babylon all the way from Genesis through Revelation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money part three was... The Sorcerers? Nope. No. Yes, 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 yes. It was the Sorcerers, and we talked about just what sorcery is and maybe expanding the the, the definition a little bit, but not, not expanding in the way that some people are trying to expand sin to make it include more things. It's really just looking at the definition yeah. and recognizing that the definition applies uh, in a lot more things than what we've realized. Everything from money to science mm-hmm. <clears throat> then part four was giants in the earth oh that's right where we we looked at the uh, hocus pocus that goes on regarding i guess you could say satan's plans in the world and, and different ways that satan try has tried historically to distract people from god and his glory mm-hmm. and the fact that he he really is the creator so we started in genesis 6 with the Nephilim and the, the the giants and all that. And we, we looked at various other, you might say, giant figures whom the, the, the purpose, whose purpose was to distract people from God, like Nebuchadnezzar and his image, mm-hmm. which was a, a giant, and it did distract attention right. from God, like all idols do, all the way up to the modern-day corporation. Hmm. So that was Money Part 4. Tonight, Money Part 5 is titled Gold Refined in the Fire. Hmm. And so to, uh, I don't know, does that, does that ring a bell? Gold Refined in the Fire? Yeah. Uh, I've certainly heard that several times. I couldn't uh, like cite a verse specifically. Uh, isn't there also like a, 
worship song <laughs> about that? Probably. Refiner's Fire or something like that. Oh, yeah. It'll come There's to me. Light the Fire. Also a good one. It's okay. I stand to pray. Oh, uh, yeah. Light the fire, light the fire in my, in my way. That one? That one. Uh, it's a good camp song. It's you an know? okay camp song. Uh, okay, whatever. You know what? You know what made me happy today? What made you happy today? We sang number two. Ellie loved that one. I know. She picked it. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you what happened. It's a Fanny Crosby song, Justin. Well, your daughter yeah. likes Fanny Crosby. But you you want to know which one she really liked In even your better face. than that? Huh. 604, Be Thou My Vision. Be she, Thou My she, Vision. She cried. That was Madeline's pick. She cried? She cried. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a great song. I love that you song. You made a six-year-old cry with Be Thou My Vision. <laughs> my sister was here over Thanksgiving, and we sang it in the... Uh, in the uh, in the dining room at my house. Nice. Yeah, it's a great song. I it's a it. great song. <clears throat> Gold refined in the fire. So we're going to be kind of all over the scriptures this evening, uh, but we're going to start in Revelation chapter 3, in the letter to the church at Laodicea. Hmm. You know there's other books between Genesis and Revelation? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to hit some of them tonight. And I... So, so yeah, I start in Genesis and I end in Revelation, but you know what else does? The Bible. Uh, knew that's what you were going to say. Well, you're right. That is what I was going to say, and it is, in fact, what I did say. All right. I must be a prophet. Maybe you just know me. I do. I guess that is sort of a prophetic sort yeah, of thing. Kind of. Kind Genesis, of. Genesis, or er, Revelation. That's See? kind of non-committal for a prophet. <laughs> I'm a millennial prophet. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. Right. You didn't want to get awkward. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if you could please read uh, chapter 3, verses 14 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 22. All right. To the angel of the church of Laodicea write, these are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and, and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, so if we if we think back over some of the the recent episodes, so Mystery Babylon, mm-hmm. the Sorcerers, um, Giants in the Earth, what's something that all three of those things have in common aside from my riffing on money? Sorcerers, Giants in the Earth, Mystery, and Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon. There's not necessarily just one answer here, but what? I'm interested in what you think might be a common thread among those three subtopics that we've delved into. 
Uh, are they found in Revelation? They are found in Revelation. Good answer. <laughs> okay, not the one you're looking Five for. Five gold stars. Not the one you're looking for? Sorcerers. No, but, well, I mean, I'm looking for what you think. And if your thoughts happen to coincide with mine, great. This is why this is a two-man gig. Yeah, I guess I don't... I don't know what, what I think then, because I haven't okay. had enough time to dwell on it. They're counterfeits. Hmm. Which is very tied to the concept of money. Yeah. Because you've got the, the genuine article, and then you have other things that aren't, which one of the problems, of course, with our money... Actually, did you know, I, I just found this, found, found this out this week, <clears throat> and maybe I sent you... I don't. Uh, maybe I sent you this in in an article, or sent an article to you this week that that said this. But since 1971, when the U.S. totally left the gold standard under Nixon, the dollar has lost 98 percent of its value. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Since just 1971. Hmm. That wasn't too many years before you were born. That's not. Little under. A little over ten. Yeah, so that that's what that's what counterfeit fiat currency does. Mm -hmm. It loses value and it loses value rapidly. Yeah, and of course, with, with all of this money talk, at, at least the, the directions that, that I've been going with it, it's like, well, okay, so there's money, but then there's the, the idea of it, and there's the way that those ideas manifest themselves and uh, throughout the scriptures and, and history in, in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So here we have Jesus saying, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Yeah. So that that stuck out to me because if if the gold is refined in the fire, well, why, why, why do we refine gold? And I mean, I haven't done it. You haven't done it probably. But why, to, why is that a thing? To remove impurities. Remove impurities. Or yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess I don't know specifically how it works. Does the gold melt before the impurities or the impurities melt before the gold? It separates. Yeah. <clears throat> there is separation that occurs. And so I did a little bit of reading on this, although, you know, I'm, I'm not, not at all an expert. You know how... Um, there are places that offer to buy gold jewelry, mm -hmm. really not for the, not to resell it as jewelry, but just, just for its gold. Yeah. So, so let's say you have a, you know, some old gold ring, you don't really want it anymore. You take it to a pawn shop or whatever, or one of those places that, that buys gold, or there's like different online outfits where you, like they'll send you a kit, you, you drop your stuff in, you send it off and they, they tell, they tell you how much it's worth and they give that money to you mm -hmm. and so forth. Well, to determine the value of the gold in the the ring or bracelet or earrings or whatever it happens to be, they can't just look at it. Mm -hmm. They actually have to melt it down hmm. to deter to I mean to actually see how much actual gold is there as opposed to to other metals. Because yes, because sometimes you get jewelry that's like an, an alloy, right? Isn't that where it's like a mixture? Right, and it almost always occurs in alloy form, mm -hmm. and so that's Just where because it is, it's so soft by itself. Exactly, that's where the whole carat thing mm -hmm. comes from. Right, um, eighteen carat gold is eighteen parts out of twenty-four is is gold. Right, and then twenty-four carat gold. Well, for whatever reason, you know they 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 deal with gold in twenty-fourths, mm -hmm. and so twenty-four carat gold, it's pure gold. It's hmm. it's not 
alloyed with with any other metal. There's no lead. There's no silver. There's no palladium. So have you ever watched any of these uh, the shows on like the History Channel where the guys are up in Alaska and they're they're uh, yeah a little bit. I can't remember the name of that. Is it Gold Rush or something like that? I thought it was called Up in Alaska with the Cold People. <laughs> uh, there, there's a there's a couple things that could be called that because there's also the one about the, like the weird family that lives on the island like doing survival lifestyle. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're really nice people. Anyway, naked and cold. No, that's not it. <laughs> they keep their clothes on, as far as I can tell. That's a good idea. Anyway, so uh, in this show though, it, like it, it just amazes me the amount of of material by that I mean like dirt that they have to go through to find these little specks of gold. Right. And I mean, we're just talking about mountains and mountains of, of material that they're, they're going through uh, just to pull these little flecks of gold out. And then, and when all said and done that, you know, they'll have this like a jar after all that work, they'll have this jar full of gold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I imagine that even then it's still not completely pure. It still needs to be melted down and refined, you know? Yes. And so, I don't know if this has anything to do with what you're saying, but the amount of work you have to go to to get pure gold is, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's crazy. And I want to say at one point, too, like that was what was so um, maybe what what drew a lot of people to the West in America because at some point you could like pick it up off the ground, I've heard, you know, and then it mm-hmm. became more and more scarce to where you're having to dig to find it, and now you have to do what they do now where they're, you know, literally uh, – taking dump trucks full of it and running it through a sluice box and Mm -hmm. you know anywho right so there's a a big process that is is involved with refining gold but that jesus would say gold refine it i counsel you to buy from me gold refine in the fire Mm -hmm. so i i doubt that he's talking about actual physical gold coins or gold bullion Mm -hmm. or whatever he's he's saying something symbolic Mm-hmm. here so then the question is what is he saying what is it what is the connection of literal gold to what he's literally yeah saying right and so maybe a good jumping off point is to recognize that whatever it does mean it probably has something to do with the the real thing mm-hmm. the genuine article right. as opposed to all of the counterfeits that we've looked at like on the bad guy side yeah let's say mm-hmm for the last few weeks, Mystery Babylon, she, she's a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. The giants are counterfeits, right? And sorcery is a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is saying, "I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire." <clears throat> I wonder if there's any element of this, or I feel like this is a safe wonder. Like this might also be almost be like a yeah, duh. <laughs> but you know. It, <clears throat> Uh, geez, purification. If this is this is a, this is a matter of purification, right? Oh, so, sure, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, if you're we're removing we're removing impurities, removing uh, you know the the metals that we do not want from the gold, and, and just just this. I guess what comes to mind is the idea of uh, like the purification qualities of heat. You know, like mm-hmm. you'll you'll see the old movie like somebody's gonna do do surgery on a guy in the field or something like that, and he's like. You know, burning the the knife with his his lighter, right? Yeah. Which is that's a little far fetched, but still, I mean, think about what and how they how they uh, sterilize. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. They sterilize surgical tools. I mean, they're using 
uh, extreme amounts of heat, you mm-hmm. know, in an autoclave. And so that's <clears throat> so, my thought. So this was also, this this part uh, in the letters to the churches was written to Laodicea, the lukewarm church. So mm-hmm. Jesus is saying that, you know, I wish you were either hot or cold. As it is, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And so if, if there's, in that like idea of hot and cold, clearly you have mixture. Mm-hmm. And the reason that gold needs to be refined is due to mixture. Go ahead. You know, I, I, I and, and can we assume that, like, I know, he, I know it says, I wish you would basically, I, I wish you'd pick one, right? Mm-hmm. But the preference would be that they're hot, right? Oh, definitely. You know, like on fire, yes. on fire for the Lord. The preference would be that you're on fire, right? Yeah. I would think so. And so not only do I want you on fire, I want you to use gold refined in fire. Is there anything there? I don't know. Well, sure, because the gold refined in the fire actually, it, I mean, it, it actually is what it says it is. Again, it's it's the genuine article. It's the real thing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's true. Right. Gold refined in the fire. It's it's true. It's like, okay, this is all gold. It's not mixed with other things. And uh, we can think of some, some other times when Jesus used similar imagery or, or imagery uh, that has, has the same function. You know, when he was talking about the Pharisees, he, he told his disciples to beware the yeast of the Pharisees and a little, a little yeast leavens the whole lump. Mm-hmm. So that, that's another idea of like a mixture that causes the whole to be other than what it was right. otherwise. Yeah. So <clears throat> something else he says here, uh, you know, he, he talks about how, you know, clothes so you won't be naked, uh, eye salve so that you may see. Um, those are two things that, that I'm really not going to dig into tonight, but I, I think those are, those are important. Uh, but look at the end, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me, and him with, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's a common feature of all seven letters to the churches. It always ends with, to him who overcomes, I will give blank. So I think that this idea of gold refined in the fire. So if we if we have gold refined in the fire and we've gotten it from Jesus, that sounds like a good situation. Yeah. But since that's a since he's using symbolic language there, which I guess you could say all language is symbolic, but you know, he's using some uh some figurative language there. The question then is like what is he really talking about? Mm-hmm. And so that that's really what I want to get into. And so now we're going to uh look at a whole lot of uh, quick scriptures from the Old Testament that all have to do with the, uh, sorry, let, let me backtrack real quick. Okay, Mystery Babylon, what does she get in the end? What happens to her? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Byron. <laughs> she gets purified? Well, she gets sort of thrown out thrown down yeah 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 fallen fallen as babylon she falls that's right she's fallen and she can't get up (laughs) maybe that could be another endorsement we're sending help immediately mrs babylon (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
I'm sinful and I never mind. (laughs) 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 Old Testament. Okay, so what happened to the giants? Like, think about like the actual literal giants. What happened to them? They've fallen. Yeah, Goliath fell. And actually, interesting. Nephilim means the fallen ones. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's from the Hebrew verb nephal, which means to fall. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they they fell. They were killed. I mean, that's kind of the point of the whole conquest of the land was eradicate the giants. Mm -hmm. And the the flood did that. And then the conquest of Canaan did that also. Goliath was like the last one that, well, he actually had some some brothers. But I I think that that there's another account where where they were polished off Hmm. also. So the giants, they died. They, they, They were they were killed. They were killed violently. Right. Um, sorcerers, look, what does Revelation say is the end of, like, w- what do sorcerers have to look forward to? Death? Yeah, and, like, flames. Yes. So, all, all of all of these... They're not on the nice list. No, 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 they aren't. So, all of these counterfeits, they're not going to endure. Okay, that's good. So, um, <clears throat> so if we're talking about gold refining the fire, we're talking about... And if it comes and it comes from if it comes from Jesus, we're talking about the reward of the righteous. Yeah. So that's what we're going to look at starting in the Old Testament is what are we to understand regarding the reward of the righteous? And I I know this might be easy. You might say, Well, they go to heaven. <laughs> okay, well, how about we see what picture the scriptures paint okay. regarding the the reward of the righteous? So, uh, if you could turn first of all to da, 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 Genesis fifteen one. Don't worry, we're not going to stay in Genesis that long. There's sixty four other books. That's all I'm saying. We're going to Genesis what fifty one fifteen fifteen verse one. Okay. Am I reading? Please. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Aha, uh-huh, but what does that mean? If, if So the Lord is his reward, but tell you what, re- read one more verse. Read 15.2. Does that help us? But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give... Uh, sorry. What can you give me, me since I remain childless? And the one who inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus. Okay, so we know that the Lord gives Abraham, Abram, later Abraham, a lot of promises. Do you remember what any of those promises are? Well, he promises him a son first and promises foremost. Him a, yeah, and that son will become a... A great nation. A great nation. And this great nation will be so numerous, they will be as numerous as the... Stars. Stars in heaven and the... Sands. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Yep. But... I think there's more mm-hmm. because says, I am your shield. You're very great reward, right? The Lord himself is the reward. So like what we're going to eventually see is what that real, or hopefully we see what that really means mm-hmm. that the Lord himself is the reward. So uh, I'm going to look now at uh, Psalm 19, nine <clears throat> and then 19, well, 19, uh, nine through 11. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are righteous, are true and righteous altogether. 
More des- more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we also have gold yeah. being mentioned there, and saying that the that God's reward is greater than that. Like, whatever it is, whatever it means, mm-hmm. it's greater than gold. Yeah. So gold refined in the fire would be better than just regular gold. But again, I don't think that Jesus is saying, hey, someday I'm going to give you a golden nugget. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, continuing with uh, with this thread, uh, please go to Psalm fifty-eight, eleven. And you read, yeah, you read that one. Fifty-eight, eleven says, yeah. "Then the people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth." There you go. I mean, again, we have reward, but it's not specific. It just says there's reward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, next one, um, um, Isaiah three ten. I have a ver- uh, note ahead. here too. It says the climax. This is fifty eight eleven. The climax, when God has judged the unjust gods, that's in quotes. All people will see that right ultimately triumphs under God's just rule. See note on forty six ten. Five of Psalms. Blah, blah, blah. No more will people despair like those in, I guess, Malachi three fifteen. I don't know what that says. Okay, how about you go to Malachi three fifteen next while I read from Isaiah. This is Isaiah three ten. Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. So again, it just says for the righteous there will be something good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what do you what do you got in Malachi? Malachi three fifteen says. But now we call uh, but now we called the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. So it's just saying Psalm is unlike what Malachi says. Okay, so so it's drawing a contrast. Yeah. Surely okay. the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there's a God who judges the earth. So that's in <clears throat> quotes too. Sorry, you're trying to move on, huh? Oh, it's 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 okay. If you got anything there, go for it. I'm just trying to want, see why this is in quotes. And could you say again which part is in quotes? Surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. T. What's T? Oh, it's really small. Genesis fifteen one. I don't. We know. already read that. Hmm. Well, then it's referencing that. Yeah, remember that was the thing with Abraham. Yeah. Surely I am your uh your shield, shield. and your very great reward. Yeah. Yeah, so so the the, the wording is really mm-hmm. similar there. So I guess I guess what what you have that, that you were just reading is this uh like a situation where it would be really easy to say, okay, like we we've lost. The good guys have lost. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but surely Surely the word spoken to Father Abraham mm-hmm. must be true, even though we see absolutely no evidence of it yeah. here and now. Yep. Okay, so 40.10 says uh, of Isaiah, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. 
he will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Let me read that one more time. And uh, the question that I'll have for you is, is, is this starting to get possibly more specific in its imagery? Mm. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Hmm. I don't know, I guess a lot of things come to mind. I mean, is the right arm, or sorry, his ar- mighty arm? I mean, is that is that Jesus? Okay, the, yeah, I mean, Jesus is kind of the, the right hand. Of, I mean, he's, one of the images is that he's at, he's at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This idea of tending his flock, again, I guess I start thinking, like, is that the church? Because we have the shepherd. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd, which, by the way, we went and saw... Uh, uh, it's like an even or Christmas with the Chosen. It's, it's a movie out right now that they're doing in the theater. Okay. Um, I guess maybe to help raise more money for the next season or something like that. Anywho, the first hour is a bunch of uh, performers singing Christmas carols, which is pretty cool. But then they do like the nativity. But then throughout, they had a couple of folks that played characters uh, talk, and they were talking about the different uh, Jehovahs that are mentioned in the Bible. Like oh yeah, and so one of them is. I forget what it is, but it's the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha? Yeah, that one. Yeah. And so uh, the guy makes an interesting point, though, how um, of the many things we see, we see maybe God compared to, right? Like King of Kings, Lord of Lords. But then to call him a shepherd, which, you know, socioeconomically is not exactly a king. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it's, you know, pretty dirty and, and I mean, mundane work, frankly. But then also, you know, we, we have this idea of of a shepherd again caring for his sheep, and so. Uh, anyways, so then, so if we hear the shepherd again, I, I tend to think the flock, the church, the shepherd, you know, Christ or or Jesus or the Lord, I suppose, right? Right, and so think of it, you know, like what it's saying here from, th- th- like think back to like the Old Testament perspective. Mm-hmm. So so we already, <clears throat> and, and we've just are looking at some of the verses. That, that, that talk about this and really ones where, where just like the word reward happens to come up. But right. this, this idea is all, all throughout the, the old Testament scriptures. So we go from just there, this idea that there is a reward and that the, the reward is from God. The reward is God to here. It says, behold, the Lord God shall come. Mm-hmm. And his reward is with him. So whatever that reward is, well, he's coming with it. Right. And so this, this shepherd imagery, what we, get, what we get from that is all of the stuff that you said. And if you want to make it even more basic than that, it's nearness. It's familiarity. Uh-huh. It's physical presence. Okay. Because like the shepherd can't hang out in the house and the sheep go do their thing and just sort of think about how like there's a shepherd out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's as close as it gets. Yeah. 
Like it has to be, or or it doesn't work. I mean, like they didn't have fences, mm-hmm. uh, barbed wire, and and electric wire, and 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 stables. A lot of times, I mean, you know, they're having to to, to lead sheep out to to where they need to go, and so so the shepherd was was right there. Yeah. Are we going to Isaiah sixty two eleven and twelve next by any chance? Uh, I believe that's one of the ones that we are going to look at. But there is, uh, there's one b- before then that we're going to take a look at. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go ahead and turn to Isaiah sixty two eleven. So hold on, I, I have a, a thought brewing here. Okay. So brew away. This Miss Jackie loaned me that that book that we we discussed before, which I need to hurry up and read so you can read it. Have you read it? The I haven't. Love, love, uh, love your God with all your mind. Right, Francis, Francis Beckwith. Yes, I think so. It's really good. Yeah. Although, I I think I should be further along, but somebody keeps pulling my bookmark out on me, so I've definitely reread some <laughs> stuff. But uh, it's interesting because in there it talks about you know Romans twelve one and two, offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I. I I need to write down what the author says specifically because it's really good and it's almost so obvious. But it, it I mean, like, and I know, like, uh, I want to say, uh, like, Jim Atwood has preached on that verse before at length, and I, it, and it never hit me until I read this book. And again, maybe this is just one interpretation of it, but it's like this idea of offering your body as a living sacrifice. I mean, it's just use your body to do the Lord's work. Like, if you're going to say words, Say words that are about God and that please God and that are uplifting to God and that shares God with other people, right? And and like if you're gonna move your legs, you know, if you're going to walk, 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 use your legs to take you places to do God's work, you know. It's kind of mm-hmm. what this thing is saying. And so I guess where I'm going with that, where I'm 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 brewing, is that idea of like the familiarity, right? Like you can't be a shepherd unless you use your body to be a shepherd. Right. Right? And so it's not just a mental exercise, right? Although, I mean, there there is an, a part of that too, right? Like, if you're gonna love the Lord your God with all your mind, you need to use your mind to become familiar with the Lord. A shepherd has to think about shepherding, right? And do the shepherding, yeah. And then think more about the shepherding, and then do more shepherding, exactly. And think while he's doing the shepherding. Well, you know, this is something I, I was talking with a, a guy at work about this week because, um, I think we were just talking about kind of the state of the army. I mean, that's the thing is when you're I'm sure you have this in your job. Like you get standing around the water cooler, or drinking coffee, and try to solve all everything that's wrong with education. Yeah, you know. I mean, we do the same thing. We just try to fix all the things that are wrong with the army. If I was, you know, king for a day. But one of the things we're talking about is just how, um, even with an all volunteer army, you still have people that it's just their job. Yeah. You know, and outside the outside of duty hours, they aren't really thinking about it. But then you have people that are professional soldiers, and I, mean, I, would, I would I would count myself as one of those. Where I'm always, I, it's hard for me to turn it off. I'm always thinking about better ways to to do my job, you know. And uh, man, I, I hope that's that's not to say that there isn't room for for doing other things as well to include this. I guess I just say that to say that's and that's how it should be, right? Like if we truly love the Lord, we shouldn't be able to turn it off. We should be, at all times be be finding ways uh, to use our body to to do the Lord's work, to use our mind to do the Lord's work, to to gain that familiarity. I think that's it. Yeah, and I I think that maybe the generation that we that you and I may or may not be a part of 
has <laughs> non-committal ha- has not learned that mm-hmm. that you know because it, it really was starting with the the millennials w- w- where there was this growth of the idea of doing stuff that didn't involve actually moving one's body well and on top of that it's uh and i mean I think you know, this, this is the this is the whole point behind this book though is it's well, I mean, there's the not moving one's body, but also, I mean, you're not moving your mind either. One of the first things he talks about is, how many times have you heard a scripture and they ask you, what does that mean to you? Instead of just, so what does it mean? What does this mean? Right. You know? And so, in a lot of ways, that like it, it's just, again, such a simple thing, but it is like, is that is that what's lacking in the church right now? That we aren't, we aren't doing the mental and then yes certainly the the physical work that needs to be done i like i think it is mm-hmm. you know so go ahead and go to uh 62 11 and 12 okay isaiah 62 11 and 12 okay it says the lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth say to daughter zion see your savior comes see his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him they will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. Okay, so how is that more specific than just reward? Or, or how is the, the concept of reward specified here? It's holy people. Okay, so so some some are included in the reward mm-hmm. and, and some aren't. But at what point is the reward received? Let's see. See, your Savior comes. So when his Savior comes, and the reward is with him. Right. Yeah. So that is a little bit more specific than what what was said to Abraham. Mm-hmm. So we see a development over the course of the Old Testament yeah. of, of the idea of, of reward. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. The next one. Uh, Jeremiah thirty one sixteen, <clears throat> and and I've got that one. Okay. Thus says the Lord: Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord that your children shall come back to their own border. Hmm. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself. You have chastised me, and I was chastised, like an untrained bull. Restore me, and I will return, for you are the Lord my God. Surely after my turning I repented, and after I was instructed I struck myself on the thigh. I was ashamed, yes humiliated, because I bore the reproach of my youth. Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a pleasant child? For though I spoke against him, I earnestly remember him still. Therefore my heart yearns for him. I will surely have mercy on him, says the Lord. Hmm. So how does the idea of reward play out there? What does it entail? Repentance. Okay. So 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 gaining access to the reward by means of repentance. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's maybe after receiving what I'll, I guess I'll call the Lord's discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look in, so, uh, so, so the prophets were prophesying, you know, 
like really at the tail end of, of Israel mm. and Judah being kingdoms. You know, some of the prophecies were happening before they went into exile. Some of the prophecies were happening after they went into exile. But but they all dealt with, okay, so like we know we're God's people on the one hand. We have the law and, and all this. We know that we transgressed it. But, you know, there are all of these promises. And, and from, from the beginning of our nation, there was this idea of God rewarding us. And, of course, uh, uh, the, the reward for, for Israel was, you know, dwelling in the land in safety. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, that, that's, that's mostly, I think, where, where, their, where their heads were. And so, like, how, do we, how, how can we conceptualize God's reward when we're in a situation of judgment? Yeah. And so here we have God's reward entailing, like it says at the end of verse 16, they shall come back from the land of the enemy. Okay. So that's that's interesting like a a regathering of Israel because like they were they were all spread out. And in fact, the reason that you know we use the word Jew today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jew comes from Jude, Yuda, mm-hmm. Judah, Judah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was only I mean, so it was the tribe of Judah and like Benjamin was kind of dispersed in in judah so it was really you know you had the two southern tribes yeah and then the 10 northern tribes yep and it was really only the two southern tribes that ever came back i mean like the, there there were there was maybe a remnant of, of israel like the the northern kingdom that that was left or returned but for the most part they just got they just got themselves spread out yeah and and even you know when we get to the new testament like there's never been any time when like all of Israel was was reunited. Mm-hmm. You can read about that in, uh, I think Ezekiel. I want to say twenty eight, when uh, Ezekiel's prophesying, and the Lord says to him, Ezekiel, take take one stick and write on it for Ephraim, which w- w- th- that was just a symbol of all the the northern ten tribes was Ephraim, mm-hmm. and then take another stick and write on it for Judah. And put them together and bind them together like with your belt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that also leads into uh, the Valley of, of Dry Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where it's a Valley of Dry Bones. And, and the Lord says to him, Son of man, can these bones live? And he says, Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says, prophesy and, and speak to these bones. And it's it's talking about two things. Like on the one hand, the, re, the regathering of not just Jews to the land, but Israel, mm-hmm. like, the, the, like the the entire the entire thing, but also, uh, well, I'll, I'll get more into that later. But that does like further specify the idea of reward. So, for those who you know love him and are called according to his purpose, it's like, so what do we have to look forward to? Well, one of them is apparently the regathering of Israel. Yeah, like them being brought back together so what do you think of this sense is restrain your voice from weeping and your your eyes from tears for your work will be rewarded declares the lord so what is the role of work in this reward well it's the stuff that you've already been talking about yeah you actually have to do something yeah and and that that doesn't mean salvation by works i mean is your marriage by works no but do you work i do right does the work make you married yes or no, <laughs> right? I get it. I mean, you know, it was it was it was a scent. Yep. You know, and you can't really call a scent like a quote, I mean, you know, mutual assent. Mm-hmm. But the mutual assent 
predicates work. I mean, it, it implies like work that's going to happen. Like Jesus said, you know, like, like why in the world do you people think that my father doesn't work? Like he works and I work to this day. Yeah. So like, of course there's, well, and there's I think work. That, that's one of those things where we have to define work and or separate these two ideas because it's the same thing. Like, uh, I've, I've heard people before claim that, that baptism doesn't have a role in salvation because you can't do works to gain your salvation. It's like, well, that's not a work. Yeah. I um, mean, it's, it's not a work any more than like putting a ring on as a work. Well, right. It's, but it's not, it's not caring for the needy so as to get brownie points with God though. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know? Right. Uh, any more than, you know, looking at the, the bronze serpent is a, to be healed from the snakes that are eating every biting everybody. Right. Uh, that's a really good example. Right. That's not a work either. Right. I, you could say it's an act of faith. Exactly. Right. And I think you could, you could file baptism away in the same category. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same time, like we, we do see this idea of Christian living being tied to, to work or, you know, your fruit, the fruits of the spirit and, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, I guess all that to say is, yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, let's see. Switching now to the new Testament, Matthew six, four. This is sermon on the Mount. You can take that one. Matthew six. Giving to the needy. Yeah. So that your giving may be in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hmm. Okay, so uh, specific or, or not so much? That's pretty specific. I mean, I mean, you back up a verse. Uh, well, what I mean by specific is uh, like the nature of the reward. Oh, no. Nope. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. <laughs> so that you're giving... So that your giving may be in secret, then your father who sees what is done will reward you. Yeah. Non-specific reward. Yes. So so we see that in in both testaments. Uh Second John one eight. Second John. Second John. And again, these are just places that that use the word reward specifically because there are so many passages that talk about this. It's like you got to have some way of sorting through them a little bit. Oh, rats, what did I say? Second John. Yeah, 1 8. Second John 1 8. Ah, first John. Which is really just Second John 8. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I skipped all the way forward to First John because that's a really easy thing to do. For many deceivers have gone in, out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is the this is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose things we worked for, but that we might receive a full reward. So is the reward specified? Just that it's full. Yeah. I actually got a note here. It says, work faithfully accomplished on earth brings future reward. See Mark 9, 41, 10, 29 through 30, Luke 19, 16 through 19, Hebrews eleven twenty six. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. See, there, there's a ton. Again, we just needed something to, to sort through mm-hmm. 
there's just so so many. Okay, uh, Psalm one. We're gonna backtrack a little bit now. You got like five fingers stuck in your Bible. Do I? Need yeah, to I, I know, I know. I, I've got. You said Psalm what? Psalm one. Oh, okay. It's the one that your boys maybe I'll hopefully say. still have memorized. The okay, so we're going to shift a little bit now from tables here. Here we go. Yep. For, from recognizing that uh, that the word reward is used a whole lot, and then the idea of reward, m- without necessarily using that word specifically, is all through the scriptures. Sometimes, especially in the prophets, uh, we get a, a little bit stronger glimpse of what that reward might entail. And I would also say in the Psalms. So, so here we're going back to. Psalm 1 to try to elucidate what the nature of the reward or or what that specific reward or rewards might be. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, just take, take the whole thing. It's short. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. There's some reward there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we also have that, that dichotomy between perishing and something else, mm-hmm. you know, perishing as being the, uh, the punishment of the wicked and the reward of the righteous being the opposite of perishing. You know, we find that in John three sixteen. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish mm-hmm. the punishment of the wicked, but, but. have eternal life yeah so it's like i know i I started this whole thing with well they you die and go to heaven Mm -hmm. but i think the scriptures are more specific than that because when you start talking eternal life like john 3 16 does when you when you see here that because really like all of that all these blessings of the righteous are juxtaposed with perishing yeah, and so it must be in the context of eternal life. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we, and it, it's got to be something that's future, and therefore you know a reward that we're looking forward to, because it says that the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is on the law of the Lord, whatever he does prospers. Mm-hmm. So let's think about the most righteous man that there is, Jesus. He, he, I don't think it's clear that he succeeded in every single thing he tried to do. Yeah. Like, did the rich young ruler, you know, follow him? That doesn't, no. No. I mean, the, 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 there, there were places that he went into where he couldn't do many miracles be, right. because of people's lack of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite literally, he was run off a couple of times. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So... He, he achieved the mission that God had, had laid out for him 
So this isn't this this isn't you know casting aspersions on on Jesus and all of the uh, amazing things that, that that he did. It's just to say that if we know that even Jesus didn't always prosper exactly, mm-hmm. then it, it must be looking to a future reward. And, and actually, we know that that Jesus was working for a future reward since yeah. it says exactly that in Hebrews, since that's how he was able to endure the cross in the first place. Right. Okay, uh, Psalm 2. I'll read this one. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and, the, and against his anointed, saying, let us, break their, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, uh, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So blessed are those who put their trust in the one who's going to break the nations with a rod of iron mm-hmm. and tash them to pieces like pottery. Yeah. So if if we're blessed, if we if we're blessed, we have a we have a reward, and it's just it's it's clear that that's something that we're still looking forward to because last time I checked, the kings of the earth, the princes, the merchants are still kind of doing their thing. Yeah. What time is it? I think we're running out of time. It's eight oh eight. I mean, what time? What's it say on there? I I don't know. It's too small. What's it say? I got it. One oh four. You're an hour four. One oh four. Okay. Well, this is probably going to become a part six. <laughs> well, you got to bring us back to money somehow. Do you have to get to a part six for that though? Yeah. Probably, probably so. Um, Can you tease part six? But really, okay, so th- the reason that this is money part five instead of just like a new topic mm-hmm. is that the gold refined in the fire is the real thing and all of the other stuff that we've talked about that are symbolically tied to money mm-hmm. and maybe even specifically connected to money are all counterfeits. Mm-hmm. Like this is the real thing. I mean, would you rather have a $1 bill or an ounce of gold. Ooh. I mean, would you rather have a like a like $500 bills or an ounce of gold? I think I want an ounce of gold. Yeah, you want an ounce of gold. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um Okay, so gold refined in the fire were counseled to buy that from Jesus. So we are counseled to be looking for, to be desiring, to be seeking from Jesus the, the the real thing. Like all of those counterfeits 
kind of like Satan did in his temptation to Jesus, promise, you know, fame, fortune, whatever, mm-hmm. security, comfort, now. Yeah. You know, bow down before me and all the kingdoms, of the kingdoms of the earth will be yours. They've been given to me, Satan said, and I can give them to whom I will. Bow down and worship me and it's all yours right now. Mm-hmm. It's not that God didn't want Jesus to have all that, but there was more of a process to go through. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself had to be refined, you, you might say. Well, you know, something I was reading earlier when we were reading back in Revelations, it says for 318, refers to these three items, that being uh, gold, clothing, and salve. Yeah. It says, refers to these three items in which Laodicea took great pride, financial wealth, an extensive textile industry, and a famous eye salve. And so, I guess, I mean, this might, again, once again, be stating the obvious, but really what the heart of the issue here is, is that if if wealth is what you pursue, then, like, you want genuine wealth you want mm-hmm. you don't want counterfeit wealth and so at the end of the day the issue is is truth versus deceit and so even when we go back to what you're talking about there with satan it's like hey you can you can have everything you know if you do it my way but that's deceptive and that's right. that's that isn't what he wants you know he he wants the refined version we should want the refined version and so i guess what i was back gonna say sorry and like this is all and i'm getting kind of maybe particular here because you said we're being told that we want gold refined and fire well no technically the church in laodicea is being told that obviously there's things we can learn from it and i think that's one of the things we can learn from it is Mm -hmm. that this is like yet another area in which we need to be pursuing truth and so uh again seeing a lot of obvious things. <laughs> There's so much deceit built into how uh, money works. And and so, um, I, I mean, again, that's, that, that must, that must be why the love of money. Uh, sorry. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil because there's so much deceit. Yeah, and that that's a good point that that deceit kind of underpins all that. So the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But what's the root of money? Yeah. And I think that I mean that, that that's really what what I've been trying to get at is that there is a deceit deep down at the core mm-hmm. that produced that system to begin with and you're as, saying money as we know it today. Yeah. 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 Um which again, that that's that's not to say that there's not utility there, but th- there are principalities and powers, mm-hmm. not just now, not just not just in America, not just Rome, but going all the way back, you know, to Nimrod and probably before. Yeah, who who were trying to come up with ways, tools, technologies to distract people from from the creator and their, their reliance, their dependence on, on him. Yeah. So I think that in our kind of survey of lots of scriptures here, uh, I just want to go from Psalm two all the way back to where we started in revelation, because in Psalm two, we have this picture of the reward of the righteous being tied to the reward of Christ which is which is specified there in Psalm 2 
you know, that the, the ends of the earth will be his possession and he will break them with a rod of iron, dash them to pieces like a pottery, like a potter's vessel. Like blessed are those who put their trust in, in him because the ones who don't, they perish. Yeah. They perish in the way. And, and they're not, they're not, they're not blessed to get to participate in that situation yeah. that's being prophesied. And so then when we flip forward back to Revelation 3 where we started, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot more specific scriptures that, that, that we're going to have to look at another time regarding the reward of the righteous, like the, the real thing that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it's that these things, these scriptures that we've looked at are a whole lot more compelling than, well, get baptized and go to church so that you go to heaven when you die. Yeah. It's not that it's not that that's a, a a bad idea. It's not that that doesn't sound good. It's not that that wouldn't be a reward. Mm-hmm. That that would be mm-hmm. a reward. But I think that when we see the in the scriptures, we see the genuine article. Like we see what what the real what the real promises are, and that's more compelling and so more effective. Yeah. Like we need to know what what our promises are, so that. We can be effective in communicating them, mm. and I think one of the problems that the that the modern Western church suffers from is having a hope, having hope for a reward that is not sufficiently derived from or specified by the scriptures themselves. As in a more earthly reward? No, no, no. I, I mean, actually, I think that the uh, the reward is far more earthly than, if you mean earthly, like where it occurs. I don't mean here and now, mm-hmm. but I also don't mean, you know, like like nowhere here do do we get the idea so far of, you know, mm-hmm. heaven forever being the reward that's offered. Yeah. It's not that there isn't a reward. It's not that heaven wouldn't be a reward. It's just what what we're reading here is things like Israel being regathered. Yeah. Uh, things like Jesus coming and getting rid of the governments as we know them. Or you know another another scripture that that's along those lines uh, is what uh, what Owen read today. Yeah. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. Yeah. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Yeah. But he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, upholding it and establishing it in righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty shall accomplish this. Right. To, to, to me, like that, that more clearly defines Christ's reward and therefore also the reward of the righteous than simply saying, well, you know, I hope I hope that I like go to heaven forever someday. Well, but I think I feel like maybe part of what you're saying is also because when you read through Psalm one, it says whatever they do prospers, or the the one we read in I think it was Matthew where it's like if you take care of the needy, you'll be rewarded, right? Right. Like where we tend to think it's like oh, I'm going to like have fulfillment and a feel good 
feeling maybe, or, or maybe, you know, at some point somebody's going to look out for me. Not that those things aren't necessarily true. Like I think, you know, if, if you're living a godly life, like you're, you're going to experience joy and, and probably in, in many cases, uh, man, like I won't say what I'm saying here. Like, it's not like, well, I don't know that it isn't like this where it's like you did good things. So good things are going to happen to you. I think there's also an element of that where if, if you're in the church and you have a community and, and you, you're caring for people at some point, they're going to be there to care for you. Right. Yeah. All of that is there, but what you're saying, it's also very, it's also more specific than that. It's like the world as we know it will be set right. Exactly. And so when we sing these songs, right? Like I, I think about that, uh, Lord, you are more precious than silver. Yeah. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Like, we don't think about what that means. Yes. Like Correct. we're talking about the Lord's gold. <laughs> this is the this is the Lord's gold. <laughs> the Lord's sheeps. Refined in the fire. Like this is what we're talking about is more costly than our most precious metal. And it's this idea of yes, going to heaven, but also with that, like I said, all all that we know to be wrong with the world being made right to include the government mm-hmm. and money, right? Right. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it's really good news. Yeah. Like, Jesus coming back and doing the things that we've read about is really good news. Yeah. Jesus is coming soon. Morning, morning. Well, yeah, that, that that's a pretty good song. Yeah. Man, that would make the hair on my neck stand up when I was a kid. Yeah. Jesus is coming soon. Troublesome times are here. Filling men's heart with fear. Mm-hmm. Freedoms we all hold dear now are at stake. Mm. Hearken your hearts to God. Saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod. It's a chastening rod. Is it this the rod, the ar- a rod of iron we just read about, perhaps? Yeah. Well, there's the chastening rod in the sense of, uh, you know, God punishes yeah. the, those who are his. And yeah. that's that's what shows that we're legitimate children. Like, like Ephraim we read about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yet th- there's th- there there's a return. There, there's this hope that the that the chastisement that the punishment brings a brings a return mm-hmm. which and that's different than the rod of you know you have the yeah you, the, the rod of punishment and then you have like the rod of destruction. Yeah. Which is that's what Psalm 2 yeah. is talking about dashing them to pieces like pottery. Right. And again there's so much imagery uh, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, getting at that. Yeah. But I, I really do think that, that these are the things that we need to be talking about, reading about, mm-hmm. praying about, discussing w- with others, because, like, this is... It's it's not for this life... If if it were for this life alone that we were living living or doing the things that we're doing, we are, like, to be pitied above all men yeah so it's not for this life but what we're seeing is that the reward that's not in this life it's also not it's not somewhere else Mm -hmm. it's here yeah at the return of christ Mm -hmm. but that's probably a another another episode for another day part six part six maybe i'll just start another series okay i don't know you can't keep tying it to money. Well, 
I think that maybe maybe we're getting to a point where we're like past the money because once you have the gold refined in the fire, you know, it's it's a different situation. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what we call the next one. Okay. But I think I'm going to continue pursuing this train of thought. All right, Canaanites. Well, next week. <laughs> Canaanites. <laughs> <laughs> next week, turn in, tune in for part two of my, uh, I guess, series. <laughs> There's something about work. Something about work. There's just something about work. There's just something about work. We'll see what it is. Interestingly enough, often tied to money. Ooh. Hmm. You're right. Yeah. It's because you want something for what you've done. You do. A reward. Right. A wage, if you will. All any, right. Any closing thoughts? Done closed. All right. I believe it's my turn to pray. It's your turn. All right. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time of study, and we ask you to, to be with us as we pursue truth and help us to uh, just to learn more about you, to to take what we've, we've, we've studied here tonight, to meditate on it, to share it with others, God, and we pray that uh, it should be with all, all those uh, of our, our number, uh, whether they be traveling or sick, God, we ask you to be with all those that uh, are, are listening and, and just be with them and, and, and address their needs. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his life, his death, his, 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 and his resurrection. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.